Thanks for joining us for the latest episode in SIFMA's DEI podcast series. I'm Cheryl Crispin, Executive Vice President and Head of DEI at SIFMA. Today I'm speaking with Mark Stephenson, Senior Executive Vice President and U.S. General Counsel at HSBC. Mark also serves on SIFMA's Board of Directors and is a member of our Board Diversity Committee. We'll talk about the firm's commitment to diversity and inclusion and their efforts to recruit and retain diverse colleagues in the financial services industry. Welcome, Mark, and thanks for joining us. Cheryl, delighted to be here. Thank you for having me. Terrific. Mark, before we dive into our discussion, could you just share a bit about your career path and and components of that that sparked your passion for advancing DEI efforts within HSBC? Sure, Cheryl. So um, I've had the opportunity to work in the corporate side of law. I've had an opportunity to work in a couple of different law firms, and I've also had um, opportunities to work in government as well. And, you know, one of the things that, that, you know, I've experienced over time is that, you know, the, 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 the diversity that you have within an organization, this is diversity among people, diversity among thought, diversity of, among experience yields better outcomes. Um, it provides a richness of thought and this, you know, really drives creativity and innovation. And so I think, you know, one of the things that I also see from that is, um, and, you know, and I see this through the, the, the work that I do um, on the board of Horizons National, as well as my local Boys and Girls Club, is, you know, I see just how a little bit of help and a little bit of boost, um, you know, can really change trajectories of, you know, particularly, you know, kids and, you know, folks in high school and college and there's so much untapped talent out there um, that, you know, if we're not doing this stuff, um, you know, we're, we're, we're really all losing out. So that's, you know, as I've experienced that in, in you know, the various jobs that I've had in the various sectors, um, you know, that's how it's really become important to me. That's terrific, Mark. And that's actually a really nice segue. I mean, you mentioned the work that you do on various boards. And so we know that prioritizing DEI, you know, is the right thing to do, but we also know at SIFMA and your firm that it's also the a business imperative as well. So maybe we could touch a little bit about how um, your firm has prioritized DEI from a business standpoint and, and what that means uh, really with a focus towards your client and how that works within HSBC. Yeah, sure. So HSBC is, you know, an international bank and, and, you know, we're helping to connect our clients um, to capital and to one another, east, west, north, south and the like. And so, you know, the, the notion of multiculturalism, you know, is at the core of HSBC's identity. And, and, and so when we say, you know, one, one, one of our value pillars is that we value difference. Um, it's not just a tagline. It's the way that we win business and we differentiate ourselves, you know, among others in the, you know, in the financial industry. And, you know, as I said, that understanding of differences, you know, stems from the diversity of people and thought and experience. And so, you know, as we continue to, you know, expand this understanding, um, you know, we, we, we leverage um, 12 employee resource groups you know, um, that include, you know, identity-based and experience-based communities, 
um, you know, abilities, wraith, ethnicity, gender, age, military service, and, and, you know, and family care. And one of the things that we do to really supercharge that is each of those executive commit, or I'm sorry, each of those ERGs, they're led by one of the members of our CEO's executive committee. So for example, I lead, um, you know, I lead one myself and, and, and others, and, you know, that really gets the focus um, as well as the attention and that's a bilateral that's a bilateral street as far as that goes um, and so that's what really amps up you know the importance certainly at least within our organization great well that actually leads to another topic mark that I would like to touch on talked about sort of the environment and the culture, right? And so we spend a lot of time as an industry looking to improve our diversity makeup of our firms through better recruitment, training, um, striving for more diversity in our senior leadership. But to be successful in sort of retaining that talent um, really needs to have an inclusive environment, an inclusive culture, um, so that all of those uh, you know, front-end uh, efforts of recruiting lead to success throughout the firm. What are some of the things uh, that HSBC is doing to create a more inclusive environment and, and maybe even touch on how you would define inclusivity within the firm? Yeah, sure. And Cheryl, it's a it, it's a fabulous question. Um, I mean, I think one of the things that's worth noting is, you know, we, we, we spend an awful lot of time and and appropriately so talking about diversity. Um, but the thing is, is diversity just doesn't happen on its own in order for diversity to really happen and to to get roots and take shape. You have to have inclusiveness first. Inclusiveness drives diversity, in my view. Diversity does not, you know, does not necessarily drive inclusiveness. And I think, you know, so one of the things that that you know we do here is, you know, we focus on things like, you know, reverse mentoring, the identification of of unconscious bias. Um, and I can say a few, you know, a few words about some kind of next gen unconscious bias that we work to. But it's really important to start with inclusiveness within a safe space. And so, you know, one of the things that that has led to that I'm actually quite proud of, you know, our 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 public board here in the U.S. is over 50 percent gender diverse. Um, our uh, public board in the U.S. is a little over one third racially diverse, and then our leadership team, you know, is is also diverse from a, um, you know, from from a gender and 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 racial standpoint. Now that doesn't get that way unless you're intentional, and and you know, and you're persistent, and so you know, in connection with retention. That's how we leverage our, you know, employee resource groups that I, that, you know, that I mentioned. And, you know, the, 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 the other thing is, is we keep track of what it is that our managers are doing, you know, with regard to seeking out, retaining and promoting, you know, diverse talent. You know, these are things, these are goals. And, you know, if, if you don't track it and you don't measure it, it doesn't get done. So that's 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 you know that's certainly super important. Uh, we also have um, 
you know, a sponsorship program that, again, executive committee leaders, um, you know, provide to, you know, those of historically underrepresented groups. Um, you know, as I said, I'm, I'm the executive sponsor for the HSBC Indian Network for Diversity. Um, and that's just been completely eye-opening to me. Um, you know, I think that, um, you know, folks that, uh, you know, folks that have a look at me and, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I am not, um, Southeast Asian, I'm not Indian. Um, but, uh, you know, what you find is you've got a lot of commonality. Um, and it also, it starts, you know, it starts with the commonality and, and, and look, we all know that, um, you know, this there's work to be done here, but, you know, recognition that, you know, this is a, this is a journey. We don't arrive at a destination and say, we've done it. You know, this is, you know, something that, that, that one, you know, has to be mindful of. And as I said earlier, you know, intentional and persistent. And so that's really what, you know, we do here at the bank. And, and, you know, it's something that's, 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 it's not, it's not easy, but, you know, importantly, you have to stick with it. We've had a, some additional challenges in the U.S. because we've, over the past year and a half to two years, we've gone through a major transformation of what it is that our business is going to be here in the U.S. And the thing of it is, is you have to factor your DE&I um, thinking into that because otherwise you can, you can lose it. And so that starts at the top of the house. And then it's incumbent upon all of our people managers to really drive that down and throughout the organization. So, Mark, you just touched on some specifics um, that HSBC is, is doing in terms of sort of measurements and, and creating an inclusive um, community and culture. You, you clearly, the firm is in a good place on the journey within, uh, with the DNI efforts. And I do really believe that DNI is a journey and, and firms within our industry are different places in that journey. Maybe if you could just touch on, um, what's, what can some firms think about in terms of starting or forming an, uh, an ongoing diversity and equity and inclusion strategy? And then how does your firm sort of define success on that ongoing strategy? Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, Cheryl, I think it's important to point out that there's no single way to do this. There's not a special sauce that if you just do these things, then you will grow and blossom, you know, this, this you know, wonderful, sustainable DE&I program. Um, but, you know, it, it is something that takes thought and planning. I mean, what we have done here is we've created kind of a six pillar strategy in connection with, you know, advancing not just DE&I, but really first starting with inclusion. Um, number one, accountability of managers. Number two, advancing the conversation. And, and that really is about having those hard, uncomfortable conversations that, you know, were referenced earlier. Uh, recruiting and, and retention is number three. Um, actual representation at all levels of the organization. And then five and six are rounded out by our strategic giving, as well as our supplier diversity. So, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, what that does is that gives us a framework within then measuring our DE&I 
objectives and goals against how it is that we define success and measure success. And I think, you know, we do that in at least three ways. And one of those is, okay, how is it and to what extent are we having a positive impact across our diverse communities that we serve as a business? Um, a second one is how is it that we're advancing equity uh, and talent, you know, in our organizations? Um, and, and in what ways are we uh, expanding our markets we operate in to be more inclusive? And, you know, one of the things there is, um, you know, we, we in, in, in the various markets, both in the U.S. and globally, in which we go into, it's critically important, you know, for, for us to bear, you know, similarities in people and thought and experience to those communities and customers that we serve. And so that's, that's how, you know, we, we, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, that we have alignment. I mean, specifically, you know, this year we've put $2 million to work towards future skills, you know, which is directed at, you know, diverse communities and, and the support of those communities across America. Um, you know, as I previously mentioned, you know, I'm on the board of Horizons National, which um, advances and, and operates a K through eight program to, to advance education and, and prepare students for lifelong success. And, and, you know, I'm so pleased to, uh, you know, note that out of the 900 students that we've supported, 94% are racially and ethnically diverse. Over 90% of these students graduate on time. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, are at community colleges, four-year colleges um, and, uh, you know, just to, again, kind of circle back to what I said about giving kids a little bit of a boost. I mean, you know, one of the, one of the students that I first met, you know, in junior high, um, you know, she just went to Princeton last year and, um, you know, just, you know, look, that doesn't come without hard work, but also, you know, providing opportunities um, that's super, super, super fulfilling. Um, on the business side, um, you know, we, you know, another example is, you know, we have uh, uh, created an initiative that's led by our head of capital markets, uh, Patrice Altongi, um, which is to bring more, you know, minority-owned businesses into the fold. Um, in, 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 you know, our debt capital market space and our business. And so as a result, in last year, we, we onboarded 22 firms um, that were minority-owned businesses, uh, female-owned, um, Black-owned, Latino-owned. And, you know, this is a win-win for everybody. It improves the service to our clients and, and opens opportunities to groups that maybe historically have been underrepresented in the, in, in the underwriting space. Mark, those are some really impressive um, and rewarding from your perspective and the firm's perspective stats. So, so well done and congratulations on that. Clearly, um, you have a, a deep commitment to this, but a common reality is that some of the leaders within our industry really do want to prioritize DEI efforts, but maybe feel a little unqualified or uncomfortable discussing it, or, or really, frankly, just don't know where to start. 
maybe a little bit of discussion and thoughts on how we can help these individuals maybe out of their comfort zone and empower them to utilize tools such as research data, internal resources, to really be able to spark the change at their leadership role. Yeah, no, and you've identified, you know, what is probably the most recognized binding constraint of this. And, you know, people are scared of engaging in these conversations, not so much because of the conversation itself, but they don't want to make a mistake. And, and, and that's the, that's the thing. It's like, it's like anything else, you know, with practice, you're going to have more comfort, but you have to take, you know, that, that first, you know, you have to be able to take that first step and then you have to be able to take a second step because, you know, uh, and, and I'll, 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 I'll paraphrase from, um, Exupery's quote, which, you know, which is an unspoken value or an unspoken, um, you know, goal. It's, you know, it's just a secret, you know, you have to be able to, you have to be willing to have the conversation about it to open the door so that you can, um, you know, engage in active listening and so you can work through, you know, common misunderstandings, identify common grounds, um, and and you know, commit to speak up for one another as people. Because at the end of the day, we're all people here, you know. And so, some of these barriers that have been created over time, either actually or 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 perceptually, you know, it, it, it's 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 artificial, you know. And 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 so. In, in order to you know break down those barriers, um, we need to be transparent with one another. We need to be inclusive, um, and and you know we need to be honest, um, you know, with each other. And so, um, you know, again, circling back to what I said is having organizationally a commitment to create safe space so that people can have those conversations. Some of which are going to be not comfortable but the more that you do it um the more that you're used to it um you know you really can you know you really can certainly foster you know some progress and and you know again that's another reason you know why you know our ceo michael roberts is his you know committed the leadership team to to you know be executive sponsors of our various employee research groups um is to make sure that that is taking place, meaning both the conversations, but also uh, ensuring that the safe space is there. Well, Mark, that's that's great. And this has been really a, a really great and meaningful conversation. And honestly, I try and keep up with everything that HSBC is doing in, in the DEI space, but you're doing quite a lot. Um, and so, you know, well done on that. But I did want to just um, ask if there are any other initiatives, programs that you'd like to share with our audience before we conclude. Yeah, so a couple of things, you know, I'm really proud of the work that we're doing, you know, within the legal function. And, and I'd like to highlight some, some work that's being led by Michael Wurgen um, in connection with uh, two interns that we have working at HSBC this summer uh, from Rutgers Law School through their minority student program. Uh, we also, through a separate program, uh, have another summer intern working in our Chicago offices uh, within legal uh, from the University of Illinois, Chicago. And uh, so I, I really applaud 
you know, Michael's efforts in, in, in that regard. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a super experience for us. And, and, you know, we, this is our third year of, of doing it with Rutgers law school. And, uh, you know, we forged a, a real partnership with them and, and, you know, over time, you know, we think it's been really beneficial to, you know, to the students as well. Um, the other thing I want to highlight is Gene Samuels has, you know, taken the lead on our sponsorship of the Corporate Council of Women of Color uh, Annual Strategies Conference. And that conference is dedicated to the advance of uh, the advancement of uh, in-house women of color. And so, um, you know, that uh, that conference is is being held um September 25th through the 30th at the Gaylord Result and Convention Center in Maryland's National Harbor. And I'll put in a pitch for that. Come see us there. That's great, Mark. And, and on your comments with regard to diverse interns, um, we share that uh, the value and the importance of that. And as you're aware, um, SIFMA has the SIFMA Invest uh, program that is designed to provide capital market information to diverse institutions across the country and also offer a resume bank to those uh, students. So if folks are interested in more information on that, um, you can, they can go to our website. But Mark, this has been a really terrific conversation, and I, I thank you so much for joining me today. It was really a pleasure talking with you, and I know it will be of great value to the audience, um, the listening audience, uh, to hear about all of the um, terrific initiatives that you have at HSBC. To learn more about what SIFMA is doing with regard to diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts, please visit SIFMA.org slash diversity. And I want to thank all of our listeners and again, thank Mark for his time today. We, we hope you will join us for a future SIFMA podcast. Thanks again, Mark. Thank you, Cheryl. <music>